Yo, 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 it's another episode of the Super Empty Show. Alex is already shaking his damn head, SMDH, because I embarrassed him greatly with that intro. But we're back from hiatus, much like Cooley High, who we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. We missed last week, we missed our first week ever, and shit just went crazy in North Carolina. This is just a quick roundup of what has happened in the last 10 days. We had J. Cole make his directorial debut with the video with Royce to 5'9 for Bob Lowe Boat. Shout out, hashtag uh, Life of Bablo. It's the hashtag for that one, I believe. Pablo Boat. Also, Cooley High dropped their much-anticipated album, Never Come Down. Um, Pat Jr. dropped his album, Black and Mild, uh, Black Wayne. And then Rhapsody and the Triangle Rap Scene in general was on Netflix on the show Rapture, uh, a nine-part series that they had with a bunch of different rappers featured. So there's much to discuss, to say the least. It's about damn time. It's about time. We're like never going to take a week off again. for? I don't know. I don't know. But but finally they came around. Finally they filmed. Ninth Wonder got involved and uh, it's a beautiful thing. We'll talk about that for sure. Um, they, they had Deepak on. They had uh, the NC State Free Expression Tunnel. It was awesome. Pinhook. Pinhook? Anderson Pack show. Was that in it? I'm pretty sure. Was it not? I, I don't know. We'll, we'll discuss that later for sure. I don't know if I saw that part in the show. Uh, and then we've got Mixing and Engineering uh, Mainstay in North Carolina. Brian Kidd is here with us. He's going to drop some gems about how, how all that works, about the North Carolina rap scene, about uh, the people he's been working with, and all these new albums. So we'll talk to him about that as well. Alex, do you have any thoughts? Uh, yeah, uh, the Cooley album was it was pretty freaking great, man. I mean, I stayed up till I stayed out, like I started, oh, night. look, man, it was a late night for me. I, I listened to the album straight through from midnight till 1 a.m. and then probably for the next 40 minutes because I'm a dumbass and didn't realize I had to go to work the next day. But, you know, it was pretty great. You say, I saw you tweeting or slacking the next day about uh, how you were feeling it, like at 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock the next day, that you had stayed up listening to the weekend and yeah. Cooley High. That was, yeah. <laughs> it was not my smartest decision, um, but as Cooley High tweeted back at me, uh, don't sleep, bro. Uh, so I haven't. Never come down. Never come down, indeed. All right, so we got a big show for you guys. And just a quick note for our presenting sponsor, Runaway. We're grateful to have. They have a, uh, a big party this weekend, their new release. If you're in the area, if you're in the area of Durham, they have a show on Saturday at 9 p.m. at the Durham Fruit. They're going to have uh, DJ Forge, DJ Nevy, Ebbs, all performing. It's going to be a great party. So just a note for your calendar this week. So the first order of business this week, obviously, has to be watching Raleigh NC, Triangle NC rap scene on Netflix, watching uh, Tab 1 freestyle while he's holding Tablet, little Tab 2, um, with foolery there as well. Just like super awesome, obviously, for anybody who's been uh, involved in the rap scene here for the last few years. It was really cool to see it validated in that way. Yeah, they, they miss a big branding opportunity by not saying Tablet on the show. <laughs> I, I hit you guys with that in Slack. I was like, man, dude. Cooley High member five and a half. I believe. Yeah, two, 2.0, really. Yeah. The future of Cooley High. <laughs> so, what were, so what did you think overall? Uh, it, it was great. I mean, the scene during the Expression Tunnel um, really got me, and I tweeted about this, uh, Rhapsody talking about how important hip-hop is as a messaging platform, uh, mm -hmm. not just for music, but really like getting certain things across to the people um, and its uh, association with like the press and how she was upset at our current administration 
that line stuck out to me like i i loved that she said that but it did seem like i was like that came out of kind of nowhere and then like nothing she says after that really related to it just like yeah boom this reminds me of our administration right now i was like what (laughs) journalism okay cool no I'm, i'm glad she went there even if it wasn't uh a huge part of the documentary just that she dropped that gem really spoke yeah, to definitely. me as a journalist as a writer as a proponent of free speech free expression and it was a great point about hip-hop uh it was weird the way that it was cut in it was kind of like they i don't know it, it was an interesting thing for the documentary to like cut in and then just kind of leave but it was a really great point because that's kind of one of the most important things about hip-hop to like pretty much every fan the message you know it's from you know boom bap to quote-unquote mumble rap the thing that connects to even even the people in mumble rap like that connects to them something about that story of that artist connects to them somehow so it's like everybody all these artists they're telling their truth and what they see what they're seeing their family go through their neighborhoods go through their cities go through oh okay no, it was it was super <laughs> cool to get a little bit of a backstory too uh, on Rhapsody when they did the tour, uh, filming in her home, hearing her mother speak, her talking about like oh wanting God. to n- not uh, <laughs> oh not like God. show her parents the music because of the cursing and everything. Which that was amazing. My favorite thing, like one of the line that sticks out to me from the whole fifty-five minute documentary, is when uh, her mom was talking. And her mom was like, uh, "Your dad was like really impressed." He said, "I am really impressed <laughs> by Marlena." That was like, I don't know. That just stuck. That was amazing. Snow Hill, baby. Yeah, Snow Hill in the house. I mean, also it was just cool the way they they sequenced the the documentary. You know, I I haven't watched uh, a lot of the other episodes. There's uh, Logic, Two Chains, G Easy, Nas, Dave East. Um, I watched Logic's. There's the only other one I've seen, and like his was in the present day within ten minutes or fifteen minutes. It was him at, as like world famous mm-hmm. rapper. Hers was cool because early on it had the Deepak show. Um, it showed a lot of archival Cooley footage, but even in the Deepak show, which was only a year ago, not um, the Pinhook show, not Pinhook at Deepak. Um, she like, it, it's the Deepak first of all. So people are in seated situation. And I think a lot of people, I don't know about the ticketing situation related to common where it was the thing where a lot of people di- weren't able to get into that show, but it wasn't a crazy crowd. It wasn't like a ton of people showing how much they loved Rhapsody. And I was getting concerned. I was like, Oh I hope they didn't film this back then and then edit it and like not film with her again because it's not going to show how far she's come. And then like it came full circle by the end showing how ever since the album had come out, she had kind of hit this new level really fast when they um, showed. I'm trying to think what show they they played at the end. Um, Oh, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, they showed Broccoli City, which showed that there was a lot of people into it. But towards the end, especially just the cosigns of Jay-Z and everything, it just like and they showed, I think, something like South By elsewhere in the show in the documentary so it gave us much more of a sense of like really how big they did a good job showing how big of a step Layla's wisdom was for her yeah it the the archival footage was also I've seen some of it uh but like her freestyling uh not next to tab at the expression tunnel but there's like the old grainy uh, VHS in the student union uh that was cool yeah yeah and they're doing just like the freestyle circle um I, I feel like that kind of stuff doesn't happen i mean we Dude, have the 919 yeah. stuff here um that yeah shout that out to jay rowdy. rowdy puts on for black space but um yeah just like people kicking it freestyling uh is like a lost art of of hip-hop and um so it was great to see yeah her her humble beginnings coming through cooley high um and just you know ninth always dropping incredible wisdom as well to the 
the nature of the game, uh, his and kind of the, the training involved, basically. Yeah, yeah. starting Jamla, getting uh, connected to Rock Nation, mm-hmm. what that connection has meant both for him and the label, but then also specific to Rhapsody. Yeah, uh, hearing him tell the story about Jay Z coming up to her, spitting her <laughs> rhymes like in her face was incredible. I mean, I can't imagine what that yeah. was like for her to have one of the the goats, the, you know, the the MCs on Mount Rushmore. Uh, to come and spit your own rhymes to your face uh, is just, yeah, a, an incredible moment that I'm sure uh, meant a, a lot to her. Yeah, that probably meant more than all the, you know, acclaim from just the general public, just to have one of your idols. Somebody who's who's the Black Album, I think it was, the one that she basically just recited over and over and tends to study cadence and, and you know, structure of your bars that was basically her school. Like one of the albums that Ninth gave her was like, "You need to know this." I love front, that back, too. Sideways, the you need homework. to know everything about this. How Rap it, homework. Yeah, it was really interesting to hear about that a little bit more in depth than you usually get. Like usually you'll get a throwaway line of, "Yeah, I had to practice. I had to learn stuff." Blah blah blah. But I mean, uh, she signed with him in two thousand eight, right? And to have gotten this far. You know, it. You really see how much work went in. There's an endurance. It's incredible. There. Yeah, that's commendable for sure. Yeah, to the point of the what I was saying with the logic documentary. Like again, how long? How long they showed that that path takes? How long that road is? Like, it showed her or coming from. You know, it's not. It's not like it doesn't just happen overnight. Even though Layla's wisdom seems like a different level immediately or within a couple months time, it it did a really good job of showing that. She's been, like you said, 2008 started with Ninth Wonder. It just showed that, and Logic's told did this for me a little bit as well. But just that people are at this level of like, you know, trying their heart out in front of crowds of like certain number of people, you know, not that many for years before this kind of stuff happens. And it, it just is this belief in yourself that like you can can do it, and like that even when no one else sees it, which is really cool. And I also thought that she and the whole Jamla crew just come off as so likable in the thing mm-hmm. you know i mean i watched like a little bit of g easy's and i have to say the same feeling is not there <laughs> it's just not as humble there's no quote about marlena it's just like i don't know i'm the shit like i'm the coolest dude i'm gonna be a superstar i am a superstar you know it's so it was a lot of down home southern cooking uh really good vibes and it was it was nice to to get to know more about the crew even for people who feel they know a lot about it like us yeah she also um just expressing that as a female MC, she really wanted to carve out her niche as a rapper, not as a female rapper, but just like as a straight up rapper. And that, um, you know, there are probably opportunities where she could have mailed it in and done something in her career to um, to take advantage of the fact uh, that she is a woman in hip hop. And she talked a little bit about this, about how like certain MCs and certain women, um, the way that they're... Um, the way that they're shown, like in videos and things, um, is not always about their talent. It's about obviously other things. And yes. for her, it was really important to like drive home the fact that she wants to be on par as a rapper, female or not, with anybody else in the game. And um, so again, for her to get signed in 2008 and to have this kind of career 10 years later really speaks to her dedication to that um, specific um part of her career specific like thing that was driving her was to be the best MC possible. And I think an important counterpoint to seeing her do all these songs with these artists and think you can cynically think like, 
this is just her using connections like Ninth Wonder to get on the biggest people, you know, with on their on their songs or get them on her songs right. that she could get. And, you know, that might still be a little bit of the case, certainly. Um, it's her telling her side of the story this way, but it's cool to see this other point of view that, well, actually, I just wanted to challenge myself to get the best rappers possible. Because um, surely Ninth and, and other people she knows, like, she could have gotten some maybe bigger names, but to her point, they were not just the, like, big names. They were, like, respected MCs, and right. she went toe-to-toe with them and had them on her songs and, you know, didn't look bad by comparison, which is amazing. Right. So this is on Alex. Do you have, it seems like you have one more thing to say. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to, to that, that reminded me of Ninth talking about how a lot of the criticism towards Rhapsody was like, oh, you're just you're just with Ninth so you can get all the connections and how the way he thought of it was like, all right, if he had a male artist and he put in all this work to make sure that he was well connected, got features, got on other people's tracks. Like, would we ever question that? No. But there's so many people who question it just because she's a woman. And it also makes you wonder, like, would it have taken her 10 years to get where she is now to get the respect that she has now if she wasn't? And, I, I you know, it's part of a part of this conversation that I don't really want to have just because, like, we don't need like she doesn't need that conversation because she is incredible. But it's something that I don't think we I think we can't ignore it at the same time, which is really, really unfortunate. Having said that. Really, really freaking proud of Rhapsody. I mean, that documentary made me so happy the entire time. I was grinning. What a sign-off. That is a perfect segue. Um, so, yeah, we'll get talk- talking about the Cooley High album in a second. But, yeah, this is on Netflix. If you have Netflix or you surely know somebody who has a password to Netflix, um, this episode, I mean, the series is called Rapture. Yeah, sharing is caring. It's a, it's a nine-episode series, like I said. features lots of rappers. So start with Rhapsody and then check out the rest. That is all. Shouts to Mass Appeal for doing that. All right, talking about Cooley High next. Can I find a witness that a day I was sinning next day I repented I be grinning When I smoke that spinach on a perp no grimace By the time that we finish I be grinning uh, Ride with us other big piece of news, like we teased at the beginning, was obviously the Cooley High album that we've been waiting on ever since we were doing practice episodes of this podcast in December, I believe, or maybe it was early January, that they uh, released the, the date was going to be March 30th. That has come, and it is amazing, as expected. Um, I've played it through for the last two days straight. What do you think, Justin? It's great. It's long anticipated. Um, I mean, they're they're the best in the game. <laughs> many years anticipated. Many many years. Um, no, I mean, anytime Cooley High drops a project, I, I get geeked out. I, I'm a huge fan of theirs. Um, I, I guess I came to Cooley High's music a little late. Um, I wasn't uh, privy to them really when like uh, David Thompson first came okay. along. Um, but I remember doing Heights for the first time, and then the remix album, and then. Uh, hearing some other stuff from Tab as well. He did the album Synopsis. Synopsis, yeah. So, uh, yeah, been waiting for this. Uh, fantastic project. Ninth Wonder executive producing um, the full package of NC Hip Hop baked into <laughs> uh, the new release from Cooley High. The timing, too, was just, like, amazing. And it was also Good with Friday. The, the, so, usually, like, like, we could say it was release. a good day, and it was yeah. literally Good Friday. It had Rhapsody and Tab on Netflix. It had... Cooley High and Ninth Wonder dropping a project. The stars just align sometimes like that. Count your blessings. Yeah, for me, this has been 
almost an eight-year journey now for me and my fandom with Cooley High. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, that's the thing that, it, like, for me, it does feel like a journey, kind of seeing, watching them grow and then kind of coming into my own creatively. feels like, obviously, our paths are not parallel, or they're not aligned. If anything, it's parallel. Like, I'm 50 steps below them. Uh, <laughs> they're paving the way, man. They're just paving yeah, the way. No, and that's the thing, though. It's like to see them, like, Heights was a really great album, but I think I was, I was talking to Ryan earlier, and I was like, this, to me, felt like, like five steps up from mm. what Heights was, and it seemed effortless. Like you listen to the album, and it just sounds like the rhymes are there; they've always been there. Right. But just there's something about this album. I feel like that you can vibe to a lot of these songs, but as a project, it just feels more weighty. In yeah. A sense. Yeah. I'd be interested to know what, uh, like, what hand ninth wonder like how much he played into the overall mm -hmm. uh execution of this album because synopsis and and Fuller are both incredibly talented producers and not like they themselves couldn't put together amazing beats we know this from their past projects so i wonder what but you're right like I mean, what the, makes the it sound different? is different it is um it, they did take it up a notch in certain ways sonically and so i'm wondering what specifically his involvement meant for them to be able to take that yeah. leap. I think by extension, his involvement also meant involving other people from right. his realm, right? So you had Cash and you had Crisis con contributing beats, which I don't believe they've ever done before. Uh, but, but yeah, they, in a lot of ways to me, there was like this parallel conversation going on with the Fonte album that's kind of happening, I think, a lot this year when we see people release. They're not exactly the age, I think, of Fonte. They're not quite the age of Fonte, but there's a lot of obviously like this maturation happening in a lot of hip hop music where you're seeing artists that you liked who you started listening to when they were rapping in their early twenties, mid twenties, and now they're getting into their thirties and forties. And I wouldn't put this in the category quite of no news is good news as far as like how, how weighty a lot of the subject matters. I mean, that was an album that was like about, it was not trying to have a good time at all. There were some vibes, like good, good times, but this is still coolly high having fun a lot of the time, but I think it's by far the most serious, um, by far the least just kind of songs that seem to be there for the sake of having a good time. Yeah. Like that was even on Heights. They had Alone, which was a, a good song. They had um, The Closer, which I'm forgetting the name now, was an amazing song. The one where, yeah, Charlie's Mom was the was the feature. <laughs> I can't remember it. But that song was amazing and that song was a serious song as well. But like a lot of the time Under the Sun and a few of the other tracks uh um, I love that song. They are great, but they do exist mostly for the sake of having a good time. Yeah. yeah. And this time it was it was just not as much of that. So that song uh Carry On that yeah. was featured in his mom. And I remember seeing that at the Heights release party. Like that was that was a that was an incredible moment because like she came on and, and actually oh, sang. Yeah. And it was just a really cool moment to see that kind of a thing happening for them personally. And it's like on this album, they had, I mean, they have a song called Monogamy. Like that's about as, as weighty as you can get, like as personal as they've ever gotten, you know, especially for Tab talking about, you know, how his life changed when he found his wife. I mean, it's a pretty incredible thing because we've seen them on this personal journey. You know, he's got he's got a kid now. Was was Tab Tablet? Was he born <laughs> where, when Heights was released? I Can we, think. Do we know? I think so. Well, just thinking about like no, what when you're talking about like maturation. Like, yeah. was he was he dad rapping yet on Heights? I think an important thing to mention in this discussion is that I I don't know the timeline obviously, but a lot of and I don't know what got left in this album from earlier sessions, but I was led to believe that a lot of these are from the same period. So mm. when we're talking about like 
they've developed since those songs. I think a lot of them, I think we're kind of, uh, yeah, I think we're not doing that total justice. Cause I think it's not so much that they like have changed since Heights came out. Sure. It's that they picked the certain, they, they really developed certain songs and they worked on certain songs longer and picked out the ones that really mattered for an album type sound. Which in itself is kind of like, it shows that they've changed in a way. Because I mean, they may, yeah, they may have recorded all these around the time of Heights. We don't, we actually don't even know, to be honest with you. But if they did do that, the fact that they chose them now to be like, hey, these are the specific tracks that we want to turn into an album. That we already want people to feel too. We it, want people to exactly. be expressing this um, exactly with us in this moment. And so, and so that yeah, kind of right. shows a change in in the thinking as well. Not even just like, did they make these songs now? But they chose to. Oh no, these these are what go together for us at this point yeah and it was cool to have uh alex we talked about this off mic about having uh median featured mm. on one of the songs as well because you said you, very you probably good. hadn't seen or uh, heard from median in a minute um which is probably the case for i think he might have been on every like full-length album like I, it wasn't on heights but i'm pretty sure he's on eastern standard time yeah. and dave thompson yeah. So yeah, he's yeah, just kind of part of the family. I definitely remember him. I read an OK on, Player piece Thompson. that said he was an alumni. I don't, I don't know. If, I wouldn't call him. I mean, he's not part of the group, but he's he's like one of those mainstays of their collaborative like crew, unofficial member for sure. Like like Jay Soul, who we had last yeah. week or two weeks ago. So o- overall, it was like it was amazing. Very much uh, a crowd pleasing album, I think, for all of us. Was there a feature that you wish had been on the album? Feature. Oh, so I told you guys immediately when I heard it. More than money just sounded like something from All American Badass. Like mm. I, I like if they had somehow managed to just scrounge up a Joey Badass feature, I would have been over the moon about that. that Do you think incredible. that would have fit? Just like could he have Joey, fit on the album? Just like his one hundred percent. I think style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think actually. They're in a very similar mental space, mm-hmm. him with that group, actually. Yeah. I almost feel like they're a little bit more, uh, like they're, the way that they rhyme is a little bit slower than, like Joey is just kind of straight boom bap, and I feel like mm. Cooley High's got enough of a Southern flavor that it's not quite the tempo that he, or like quite the energy okay. that he normally rhymes on when I think about a Joey Badass song. But But in terms of skill, like, punchline delivery yeah. all that kind of stuff i think they're especially him and charlie i think are right there if we were to get into any quick uh critical comments about this if we're gonna if we may go there for a moment. take the I reins did, no, i just i uh my only thing was that i when we discussed this i think on the first episode of the show i believe uh we had pat on mm-hmm. pat jr yep. who we'll definitely talk about with uh, brian in a moment and he was talking about how the he had heard a lot of it and it was going in a kind of a new direction for them and they were trying a lot of new sounds and i was like on the show being like oh yeah definitely agree totally pat you're yeah i've heard the same stuff and really i was just going off of never come down because i had heard that and i will say after hearing the whole album that never come down is really the only song that sounds like never come down so i had kind of just like extrapolated that and been like oh my god just based off this they're gonna sound like totally reinvented from anything i've heard before and then most of the other songs sounded more in character with them I would say. I don't know how you feel. Because this is Alex's favorite song, so I'm going to let Alex talk about it. Uh, yeah, I would agree. I think I think it's probably my favorite song initially off the album because it is such a departure from their usual sonic landscape that it's like, uh, to me, the second it started playing, it was I was just straight vibes on my couch at, at fucking like 12.30 in the morning. I'm going to say it. I'm never going to come down off this vibe, okay? <laughs> no, I, I just think, I think also, though, that the impressive thing to me was that the reason this album seemed like five steps up from Heights was because even the typical Cooley High sound sounded better 
there was something more. I don't. I don't really know what it was, but something more crisp and more affecting yeah, and full about and lush. those. Yeah, about, exactly. Yeah. And so even the coolie high sound, as we've come to know it, it just had this freshness to it that I haven't really heard in a while. So that in itself sounded new. And then on top of that, you definitely had a new landscape and never come down. So do you do you wish though that there had been maybe another song or two that sounded like that? I mean, they're gonna make another album, I'm sure. So yeah, they're never coming down. I'm gonna hold out hope for that album to be maybe. Maybe that won't have at least like two or three tracks that are completely different. I don't know. I'm hoping that Giamazawa gets a feature yes. on the next one. Yes, That's what it's I'm always really a hard for. thing. That's a whole different subject for another day is like hoping for features <laughs> on your favorite artist's albums because you want to let them have the autonomy to do an album that's just like their their vision and their voice, but you're always making up these kind of like fantasy draft like yeah. feature combinations. Yeah. Well, Tap was on Shouts to Durham. True. So I don't think it's... Uh, and they're both, I think... Uh, oh, I mean, definitely G is had a huge uh, upswing in his trajectory mm -hmm. recently. Uh, definitely going to try and get out to his show uh, when they come to Cat's Yes, Cradle. I'm going to be out of town. I, I'm going to be in Austin. This is like the worst timing. It I is. don't know. They don't do shows all the time. They definitely don't do shows with G. Yamazawa all the time. So you're going to be in Austin? Yes. You know South by Southwest already happened, right? I've been waiting on that tweet. I'm, I'm wait, I've been waiting on this tweet for so long of when I get there being like, I'm in Austin. Like I'm so excited for South by Southwest. I didn't and now I just had actually, to. You're say talking it about early. the Cooley High show because I was thinking about the dumbfounded show oh. that G will also be at. Maybe. Shouts to Median. Shouts to G. Shouts to Cooley. Shouts to everybody. Basically. To dumbfounded man. These those are gonna be some fun shows. This is a great album. I'm and shouts fun to today. Brian Kidd, who will be yes. here after the break. Yes. We're excited to talk to him. But first, we're gonna listen to More Than Money from the new Cooley High album. When I walk up in the place, man, I swear that it came to life. And my people know the deal, man, I swear I could name the price. This time I aim for your mind to change from the diamond rings and the finer things. Uh, I don't drive a range, but I'm stylish, babe. I'm showing off, that's why I came, because we just came to flown it, baby. We just came to flown it. Any way you want it, baby. So if you listen to hardly any music in the Triangle area of North Carolina, you've definitely seen Mixed by Brian Kidd in the credits. If you read the credits, this dude stays super busy. He's worked with a lot of our friends, a lot of people we've already had on the podcast. Um, we're happy to have you, first of all. I'm happy to be and here. For starters, could you just tell people, if they don't know, a few of the artists that you work with that they might have listened to their music and not even known they were listening to your work? Um, let's see. Um, as far as artists in the triangle, I've worked with, uh, and Pat beyond and, and beyond. beyond. Yeah. Um, as far as artists around here, Pat Jr., uh, de facto thespian, um, Danny blaze, uh, so many more K Hill. Who's like, mm -hmm. I want to call him. He's basically my big brother. So, okay, cool. I actually was going to ask you about like heroes and inspiration yeah. and <laughs> mentorship people later, but it, it just goes on and on. Uh, Millie Vaughn, who was a producer from Raleigh, um, mm -hmm. doing his, uh, new album uh, right now. Oh, very cool. Um, a lot of artists. As, as far as national artists, um, I'm still working with uh, my homie uh, Chasing Cash. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, he's, a uh, he's a producer who's worked with uh, Drake and everything, toured with Drake and all. Um, 
still doing a lot of his his work and uh some of his artists on his stable too as well he has his own label um do you guys meet uh, up to do that or he just sends you things uh, he just sends me things he's uh he's originally from uh new orleans but he travels a lot so i know he records at a lot of places and just sends me stuff are you originally from here i'm or you've moved here I moved here. Okay. I'm originally, I was born in Detroit. Oh, so he's an RDU shirt on. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, shout out Supreme's Games. But um, I'm originally from uh, Detroit, born in Detroit. Okay. Um, moved to Hampton, Virginia, and I grew up most of my life there. And then I went to school here in uh, Wilson, North Carolina, went to college, and I studied audio mm-hmm. recording. Um, then just moved out here just to be a part of the scene. Okay, so yeah. you you didn't uh, you didn't come here knowing the no. any kind of the music scene here at all. You just got into it once you were here. I was I was let me start with this. I would say little brother changed my life. Whoa! All right, so we've got on this episode we have Alex getting super personal about a Coolie High journey he's been on, yeah. and now little brother for you. Oh yeah, this is very heartfelt. Oh yes, uh, I say they changed my life. I heard their first song probably on a. Um, Consequence mixtape. Who was uh, at the yes. time? He was uh, Kanye yes. West. He was signed to Good Music. So uh, I think it was in 2004. Um, yeah, that was before. Don't quit your. That was before. Uh, I don't know if it's quit your day job or don't quit your day job. Yeah, but that was before that. Before album. that, it was uh, a mixtape called uh, Take Him to the Cleaners. Yep. And um, and it had a laundromat on the cover. Exactly. And uh, I think I was scrolling through. I was listening. I was like, I gotta get this because I love Kanye. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I came across, it was like this group called Little Brother. You know, the most famous words on that song is, you know, shout out to Knife Wonder, you have some dope beats from Kanye. So yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. man, I got to study He's this He's got some amazing beats. Oh, yeah. That's, that That right there changed my life. Have I you uh, looked into that whole, like, story of what happened? I'm sure if that's, like, an amazing album to you. you th- Like, this whole music conference in Durham that doesn't happen anymore, that they were all at, that they met at, and they recorded that night. It's a crazy story. He kind of has told to Complex and some outlets, but I really like want him to do full telling oh, of it on the yeah. Super Empty <laughs> podcast one day. Like they, they just met Kanye. He, he played them college dropout. It wasn't out yet. And then they went back and recorded um, that song. Okay. I see now. I heard bits and pieces from uh, K Hill because, you know, he was uh, a part of their circle back then. Too. Okay. And um, he was telling me a little bit about that. But, yeah, I would like for um, Knife to elaborate more. <laughs> we'll we'll invite him on. Of course. <laughs> of course. Well, so I, I wanted to ask, too, how you got into engineering. Because, obviously, every, in mixing, because everybody wants to be an MC <laughs> or maybe now, nowadays a producer. Of They're course. getting the limelight now. Um, so how did you get into this, this aspect of it? It's a very probably like unknown in a lot of songs and a lot of albums. People don't necessarily know who mixed it and, and the work that you're doing. Um, I would say, again, because a little brother, I say Knife Wonder changed that whole aspect for me with his production. Like, I was like, okay, I want to do music, but mm-hmm. I just don't know what I want to do. Like, so I tried production. Like, I got a big MPC 2000, and I was like, all right, yeah, I'm about to go. I'm about to do this. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't have the patience to do this, to put this snare here, this snare, that. And that's the funny part since I mix. Right. And a lot of people are like, you want to do production? I'm like, nah, like, I don't have the patience to sit and piece together the snare and everything, like I would a mix, like right, right. with the EQ and compression. And all it's that a part. different uh, process of, of it's course. a different part of the creative process. You're coming in and someone's bringing you like a piece of work and saying, we need mm-hmm. to tweak this and really bring the best out of this, right? Of it's not the same as having a blank canvas. Exactly, exactly. So it's yeah. just two two ends of the, the yin and the yang, a little bit of the creative process. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, it just started from that and 
I looked up uh, at the time I was graduating from uh, high school. So I looked up. I was like, okay, I need to find out what am I going to do from here. Mm -hmm. um, so I looked up music production um, programs. I was looking at uh, Old Dominion University since I was in the area. Elizabeth. Oh, so this is in Hampton. This was right. in Hampton. Yeah. This is while I was in Hampton still. Um, Old Dominion University. I was looking at Elizabeth City State. They had a program as well. Um, of course, Barton College in Wilson, North Carolina came up. And um, I think Central Central came up too. But I, I knew I wanted to go to North Carolina because I was Just like, for a little brother. Just ninth little wonder. Brother. Yes. Yes, definitely. But um, so I just narrowed That's it down. <laughs> That's amazing. That is super fucking cool, man. Yeah. I just narrowed it down. to I was like, okay, I'm about to go to Wilson. I don't know what's in Wilson. I don't know anybody here. <laughs> I'm just going to come out here. My parents just dropped me off. And I was like, okay, here we go. Like, we'll wow. get this started. So who were the first people you met? Um, I say towards the end because I went to school in 2007, I graduated at the It's end like I started following Danny Blaze, like first on Twitter. I found yeah, Danny yeah. Blaze. <laughs> and from there. <laughs> I think the first thing I did was uh, I hit up Cahill. That was the first person. Cahill. Anonymously. Anonymously. Like, I just, I was on Twitter. I just joined Twitter April 2010. And Cahill, and, um, I, I, I found him. I was like, okay, uh, let me see. I'm about to. I just do this. I'm going to ask and see what he says. So I sent him a message like, hey, you know, I've been a fan of your work since, you know, the Justice League days. You know, you, Kazi, everybody else, um, legacy and everything. So um, hit him up. I was like, I would I would love for you to come to our school studio, you know, work on some stuff. Like maybe an hour later, he hit me back. was like, hey, uh, definitely, you know, <laughs> we'll meet up. Let's do something. It's, it definitely just speaks that you need to just ask people. Yeah, you know, like ex exactly. reach out. I mean, we got um, Alex, all of us here, but big fans of Shea Serrano, always talking about shoot your shot. Oh, I mean, you just got to shoot your shot. That's and it. And you did. Yes, I had to, man. I had to. But it's like I always learned that from, um, I guess, I think I, I read this on an LL Cool J interview one time. Like he said, when he was first starting back in the 80s, he did his demo and he was sending it to every label that he could. Mm. And that's what I was doing when I was graduating. I was like, okay, it's either I'm going to shoot my shot or I'm going to go home and work a nine-to-five, go back to Hampton, Virginia, and work a nine-to-five. So from there, when Cahill hit me back up, I stayed down here, found an apartment in uh, Wilson, North Carolina. Um, at the time. The hip-hop wow. capital of North Carolina. Yeah. Wilson. <laughs> Wilson and Eflin. Shouts to Caterpillar yeah. Jones. Yeah, Caterpillar Jones, man. What's up? Uh, but – yeah, me and uh, Cahill started working from there. Like, at the time, I was working, like, a part-time job, just making, like, seven thirty an hour. But I was still, you know, paying my bills. I was doing some stuff for free because, at the time, I really didn't have that much uh, work out there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, of course. I, would, I would hit people up, hey, like, I would do this for free, for free. And that's what I tell a lot of people when they hit me up. Like, if you're just starting, if you want to get into it, you're going to have to do some stuff for free. Yeah, that's a constant conversation in the creative community, like – I, w I would be curious to know how you fall on that, although it sounds like you already said it, but as far as free work, getting paid for your work, mm -hmm. how you value yourself, mm -hmm. because some people are hardcore, like, don't do work for free. Some people yeah. are, like, hardcore, you got to do some for free. Mm -hmm. And so is that how you fall on it? You need to kind of have that expectation that I mean, yeah. you will do some free work. You have to have that, especially in the music industry. Um, Like, because, of course, people don't know you, like, at all. So, you know... Artists always get hit up all the time. So as far as engineering, like, you're going to have to work for free. And production, too, as well. If somebody's just hearing about you, mm -hmm. 
definitely been how much does it kill you when someone local or someone that you know probably not someone that you know because they know you but (laughs) just you hear an album that clearly like wasn't even like mixed really or poorly mixed and i mean i'm sure that happens a lot you know in a local scene um yeah (laughs) (laughs) i guess this is gonna be an anonymous conversation we're not gonna use a lot of names uh i get that all the time um i I get people you know email me stuff like hey you know can i can you listen to this or what's your ideas on this and you know sometimes it's not even you know the local engineer or anything sometimes it can be like a big time studio like i know one person sent me his album i think it was like a couple of years ago he was like yeah um, i want to get you to mix it but i want you to hear with this big studio, Universal Studios, that I was like, okay, that was probably one of the like it was badly mixed, like distortion everywhere, hmm. like you couldn't even tell what he was saying, pretty much. So I'm like, you know, a lot of these uh, engineers nowadays, they they're just basically doing it for the money. Yeah, they're not doing it for the quality. They're just like, oh, I got paid. Okay, let me just do this. Here you go. See you mm-hmm. later. Tweak some knobs. Yep, that's it. That's about it. But I've I've had, um, I've heard a lot of albums that I'm like, okay, you know, this this could be done better. This could be here, there, and like, I send it back to the artist, like, here's the notes for this, and um, they'd be like, okay, you know, I'll sit and think about it. Um, like, how much do you charge? Like, right. So you're talking about even people like that's somebody reaching out to you. Do you ever hear something and you're like, I like what you're doing, but Mm -hmm. I think I could help better than what you have. Um. Or is that like honestly, a, is that not the etiquette honestly, of how this works? I haven't done that before because it's almost like to me you're going in their playing field when as far as like when it comes to price. Like mm. uh going to them instead of them coming to you. So it's I've I haven't done that before. Like I've always had a lot of people email me constantly like, Hey, uh, I heard your work on this, I heard your work on that. Um, like I I've had it mixed already, but I want you to touch this up, so for creatives everywhere. I don't know if it was head graphics. I don't know if I'm going to like falsely credit him for this, but I, I feel like him or someone else this week tweeted amazing. It was like two guys in a, a standoff in like a country Western. Yeah. And one was like, what's your, what's your rate? And the other person saying, what's your budget? And just going back and <laughs> forth. just like cutting to the two people looking at each other. Yeah. Amazing. But that's like the constant just uh, stare down. Yeah. I guess of all of this. Always, man. It's like, I know I was telling a, a story uh, to Pat about that and, um, like I'll always get emails just saying like, Hey, um, you know, I know I got this one email, this guy saying, Hey, I need cheap mixing. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's cheap mixing? Like, Do you I'm have discount mixing? <laughs> so, That's weird. That's yeah, a weird way it's to phrase like, it. Yeah, exactly. So I always get like little emails like that every now and again, but you know, it's, it's, it's a job. Man. Speaking of Pat, Pat yes. Jr. I wanted to ask you, cause you just had obviously this album come out of uh, the other day and you guys do a lot of work together. Of course, yeah. So how did that relationship start? And now it seems like it's constant on every project of his, right? He works with you. Um, that relationship started through Cahill again. Um, at one of his uh, shows, Cahill used to do a uh, showcase called The Power of the Tongue Showcase in Raleigh. Um, Poorhouse, yeah. was that? The uh, Deep South. Oh, Deep South. I get them mixed uh. up all the time. <laughs> but uh, he started that at Deep South, and um, I think he had uh, Pat and Slums at one of the showcases. And I chopped it up with uh, him, and we, like, bonded basically over just, like, similar taste in music. Like, he liked uh, Odyssey is one of his favorite artists, so Odyssey is one of mine. You both love the J. Cole Plains verse? (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, yo, (laughs) me too. Loved it. (laughs) Loved it, man. Loved it. So, and also, uh, it's another artist named uh, 
Shad K that we've bonded over to. It's an artist from uh, Canada. But yeah, we started that relationship and he was like, hey man, you know, love to get you, um, you know, on, this is around the time, I think before Leonard to live in a day. I think this is 2015. Okay. And um, yeah, man, he was just starting. I mean, I know he had been working on music for a long time before that probably, but he, that feels like the, probably around the start of me being aware of him and just seeing where he's gone since then. I mean, going from, I don't say a no name, but I remember when I had the store in Chapel Hill in 2014 and before that, like he Mm -hmm. was not in that rotation of people that you would see a lot of. And a lot Mm -hmm. of them are people that uh, we still know today, like Danny, who you work with, Danny Blaze. Yes. Uh, He was in the coolest back then. He did a freestyle in the Mm -hmm. store. Like Pat, I don't know if he wasn't in Raleigh yet or if he just wasn't maybe in that level of in that same circle yet. But like 2015, he put a couple of things out. And since then, now it's like this album that was released last week was it's one of the most like legitimate, full, substantial sounding bodies of work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's split with the other EP, so it's kind of like a yeah. part, a partial album. But I mean, it's amazing what he's done in a few years' time. Of course, man. Like just the progression and growth that he's shown in that music, man. It's it's crazy. And every time uh, we get together and sit down and start mixing and everything, like sometimes, like we we'll sit down. He's like, okay, I got two hours, and out of those two hours, we'll like hour and a half we'll sit and joke all the time <laughs> this sounds a lot like recording this podcast <laughs> it sounds, i know the feeling so but no nah, man it's uh it's it's always good like I, I consider pat a brother of mine you know like just not just in a music aspect but like just he's always constantly checking on me hey like hey man like how you doing and all that so i mean so yeah when it comes to music man it's i guess that's why um one of the reasons why somebody asked me um like what it sounds so good like his latest ep it sounds really good i'm like um probably because like the relationship i've built with him like i gotten to know him a whole lot more um that's why i tell a lot of the engineers around here like if you want to get started like start off with an up-and-coming artist mm-hmm. like build that relationship build that rapport with them and just go from there um so that's what me and pat did the last probably like three years yeah is there anything, is there any pressure you feel to um, to be pulled out of the area or the state? Obviously, when we talk about rap music, a lot of the time we talk about people feeling the need, not just in rap, but particularly rap, to go elsewhere in the country where there's more of like entertainment centers in different bigger cities. Have you felt any of that or you're good here? You want to uh, be here? No pressure at all. I've, I'm good right here in Raleigh. Raleigh, Durham, the whole triangle, man. Um, like as, as far as for me, engineering, like, like I said, all the artists I work with nationally, They'll just send me stuff like so it's like really not a need for me to be in L.A., New York, um, Houston, uh, Atlanta, wherever else. So it's like no pressure because basically I can do the same thing when I if I move to Atlanta. Right. Right here in Raleigh, right here in Durham, Chapel Hill, whichever area. And it's growing. Right. It definitely feels like all these people are like we mentioned with Pat, but also other artists just seems like they're hitting their stride. Yes, Yes. I wanted to ask about how you felt about just what you've seen in the time you've been here, the um, growth of this scene in the Triangle one thing and the I, state as a whole. One thing I wanted to add, too, like as far as the area, too, because um, I also I also have a 9 to 5, too. I work uh, with the city of Raleigh. So one thing I did hear them say one time was, hey, in the next five to ten years, this Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill area is going to be as big as Atlanta. So as far as like the growth with the rap scene, like, we just need definitely. transportation between them. Yeah. That's, the big, that's what would really make yeah, it. That, that definitely, definitely. So, like, as far as, like, the scene, like, it is, 
it is great right now. I'll say well, you combine all those places for sure. It's, it's and I mean, Chapel Hill also included in that Raleigh Durham. Chapel Hill has Hillmatic this weekend coming up. Oh, yes, yes. Don't definitely. forget about that. Don't forget about and that. And of course, yeah, K Hill. I don't know if he's on the bill, but he's been involved with that for years. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been really cool to see that. Cooley High album we talked about earlier. Of course. Um, obviously, you didn't have a mic. You weren't mic'd up for it. So we didn't get to hear your thoughts. What, what did you think about the album? Amazing album amazing album. I'll probably I think the day it came out I think I listened to that album no lie probably like <laughs> six seven times I mean, just that, straight that do you just straight do straight through or you pick around at certain straight through even straight if you through. really really like a song because yeah. I'll I'll do multiple uh, well plays. yeah let me let me let me backtrack uh like when I heard uh grinning and either way I kind of like put it on repeat for a little bit so <laughs> <laughs> so but um that yes. was me with more than money for sure yes and that whole project sonically um it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you think about that guy that was like, you know, you know mixing and engineering at that dude, uh, Ninth Wonder? No, actually, that's not it. Who, who actually does it in Jamla? Uh, in Jamla, I think it's uh, Crisis, I want to say. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, I remember I talked to um, Synopsis about that. I think Crisis is uh, yeah, doing a lot of the uh, mixing and engineering and everything over there. But I, I, know, I know he did someone, of course, Layla's Wisdom and Guru, too, as well. But, yeah, Crisis does the majority, from what I heard, of the Jamla releases. What are some goals or any uh yeah objectives that you have in in your career in these next few years um next few years i would say one quit this nine to five okay that'll be one of the main things that hopefully this year that i would do um do you think anyone from your nine to five is listening to this podcast (laughs) (laughs) probably Uh, not not probably not yeah (laughs) Uh, but uh, <laughs> the second goal um, is basically to be more, like we was talking about earlier, be more mobile. I would say. Um, be more of a mogul? Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> that too, be more of a mogul, yeah. But uh, I, I do have my own brand uh, when it comes to my like engineering services. It's called One Sound, One Vision. I started that in 2011. But um, as far as that, just being more mobile, like I said, like, I have a lot of uh, artists that I work with that they want me to come out to like Cali or Chicago, Florida, Texas. And sometimes, of course, like I said, my job won't let, allow me right, to do that. Yeah. So um, hopefully- You know who, you people know who I am? <laughs> so hopefully I can get that straightened out maybe later on this year, top of next year. So it's a, it's a steady grind. It's a yeah. steady grind. And that's another thing on the Cooley album that is a, a point that I think a lot of us appreciated that they touched on at least once on No Favors when uh, Tab said, you know, we might be on the blogs and rap rap that he might be televised, but I'm still working nine to five. Yeah. You know, that was pretty cool. Yes. Yes, definitely, man. I love that album. Like to me, that's definitely, um, was April 1st today. So, so far that's probably top three. One of my favorite albums of, this of year, the year of the year so far. What else is up there? What and then we'll, then we'll end it because I know we're going long, but what else <laughs> is on the list? What's on the list? Uh, I say the other two will probably be, um, I would say the Sky Zoo album, and gosh, what else has even come out? Like Man, it's, it's, it's and a Fonte so probably. Oh right, of Fonte, course Fonte, yeah. Fonte, yeah, but it's like this is. I, I spoke to Cahill about this. He was like, "Man, this I haven't seen a year like this as far as for like rap music, like since like maybe everybody's coming out with like prime again." Like we said earlier, like a lot of these. Rappers that you that came up, you know, ten years ago or, or earlier. Yes. With Royce and with uh, obviously the Jericho Jackson album, and mm-hmm. Fonte, all these people. So it's been really cool to see. Exactly, man. Exactly. So it's 
very, very dope. Very dope to see. Well, you're welcome back anytime. We'd love that. to have you. It's appreciate been great that. having you as a guest, man. I appreciate appreciate the invitation. Yeah. I hate you when you show. I repay it a moment like a rerun of the lows. A bully of the glow. Stomping every glimmer when you enter with the woes. Riveting a shiver when you creeping with the cold. Oh, I saw you when I came up on a goal. So I'm putting every present on the hold with a possibility that I probably never see. Another come up of the green like when I'm planting every week. Sheesh. You're still away, it's never made me free. Thief. A jump off that you never want to meet. Leap. Your voice is pretty subtle when we speak. A treatment with the silence of oblique. I never want to see you again, and I never want to see you again then. You pop up when I'm popping an indent. Adapt to the senses. I'm hoping that you never take control of my thinking. Yeah, you always ruining the best times. Keep the company, but kill mine. Always blocking out the sunshine. You go again and come again with each climb. You always ruining the best times. Keep me company, but kill months. Always blocking out the sunshine. You go again and come again with each climb. Well, it felt good to be back in the runaway store with you guys talking about NC rap music. After our little spring break, we took a week off there. It felt good to have Brian in here talking about all kinds of stuff coming up and tasting basically Ninth Wonder down to North Carolina and getting involved here. So very cool. And a lot of big shows coming up as well. So if you're in the North Carolina, sorry, the Triangle area, um, we've got this weekend is Hillmatic in Chapel Hill. That's Friday and Saturday. We'll be doing a bonus pod about that. Bonus pod. Yeah, so, so look out for that. Uh, hopefully by Thursday we'll have that up. And then Cooley High, G. Yamazawa, Mbala, 3 a.m. on April 21st. Where at? Lincoln Theater, I believe? Yes, I don't think they've ever... They said they've never done Lincoln Theater before, so that'll be a wow, cool really? show. Yeah, I know. Hard to believe. Yeah, that's a great venue for them. So MG, back in the building. Exactly. This has been good. This has been episode 11 of the Super Empty Podcast. And we'll be back next week, and I think that's where we will talk about Boblo Boat, because we didn't have time today. Life of Boblo. <laughs> Life of Boblo. All right. With that, on that note, peace. When I get high, I be switching the mood, switching the switching the shifting the news, yeah. Nothing is new, nothing to do. Wait for the new, yeah. Party for two, yeah. Pull up the juice, yeah. Whenever you coming through, yeah. Give me something to do, something to prove, yeah. Switching the mood, switching the mood, shifting the news, yeah. Nothing is new, nothing to do. Wait for the new, yeah. Party for two, the juice, juice, whenever you coming through, you give me something to do, something to prove, yeah. Fuck with no condom. I pull out of my goddess. I think I got some all on her pajamas. Yes, we need quarters. We go for quarters. Break for the water. Knew it was gonna be real.